Welcome to the Multiply Your Success podcast, where each week we help growth-minded entrepreneurs and franchise leaders take the next step in their expansion journey. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. And as we open today, I'm wondering how important referrals are to your business. And if they are important, or it's part of your marketing strategy, would you like to have more of them? Okay, of course, that question's probably a little rhetorical, but for most businesses, referrals are a primary driver to growth and sustainability. But what are you doing to help cultivate your referral relationships? Well, our guest today is Stacy Brown Randall, and she shares with us how to more accurately define a referral and her three-step strategy for generating more referrals without asking for them or paying for them. Stacy is the multiple award-winning author of Generating Business Referrals Without Asking. She's the host of the Roadmap to Referrals podcast and a national speaker. She teaches business owners how to generate referrals naturally without manipulating, incentivizing, or even asking. She's been featured in national publications like Entrepreneur Magazine, Investor Business Daily, Forbes, and more. She received her master's in organizational communication and is married with three kids. So let's go ahead and jump right into our interview. Yeah, so I am Stacy Brown Randall. I am the owner and founder, and I help business owners generate referrals without asking for them. So you can find me online at stacybrownrandall.com. Wonderful. Well, let's lead right into that. So how do you start generating referrals without <laughs> asking for them? I think that's a great place to start. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When I first talk to folks or they first kind of like enter into my ecosystem and they hear me talk about generating referrals naturally, like what that means to be able to generate referrals, you know, without manipulation, like taking advantage of reciprocity or without having to compensate, like have a referral bonus type program or something. And definitely without even asking for them, it gets everyone's attention because they're like, oh, yes, that sounds great. Can I have some more of that, please? That would be perfect. But it's interesting because what I know is that I then am going to be pushing a rock up a hill to really overcome the mindset that has been drilled in people for decades, which is if you want referrals, you kind of have a couple of options. You've got to ask or pay for them. You've got to be really gimmicky or be networking all the time. Or, well, if you won't do those things, well, do some good work and then hope you get some and that's all you get. And when I come along and I'm like, nope, we're actually going to apply the science behind how referrals happen to the strategies we're going to use to be able to generate those referrals, people are like, that sounds amazing. And then the education begins because it really is like overcoming, like, and I wouldn't even say decades, I would say generations from like the first time probably business started and there was this referral first given, right? There was this concept and this idea that there were specific ways to make that happen. And if you wouldn't do those, it, it wasn't possible. And so for me, it's always the education piece that I start with because I know people love the idea of it but you really got to shift your mindset around to what it means to then be able to like, okay, I get it. Now I, now I want that. And I want to do the work because it's there's still work. Like there's no easy button for them to be able to generate referrals naturally the way that I, that I teach it. Well, it's interesting that you describe it because similar to what you're talking about, when I think of referrals and probably a lot of folks, we've all been on the receiving end where some insurance salesman or somebody is saying, oh, by the way, do you have family, friends? I went through your LinkedIn profile. I did this. Can we start connecting? So maybe a place to start is 
how you define what a referral is, or is there a right way to do that? Yes, because, you know, it's funny, we use terms interchangeably and to mean the same things, which though by their very definition, they're different. It's just the definition differences are usually in nuances. And so, you know, when things are in nuances, eventually we like shorthand everything and we just start calling everything kind of grouped or lumped together. So one of the things I always find that people, when they think about referrals, I'll say, oh, let's talk about getting your business more referrals. And they instantly start thinking about like testimonials and reviews for their business. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking about being referred a potential paying client, right? So totally different than online reviews and testimonials. But that's the first confusion piece that I see people make when they're trying to understand what a referral is. And then the second piece are actually seeing them confuse terms like introductions and word of mouth buzz to be the same thing and used interchangeably with referrals. And so I found to be able to explain what a referral is in terms of why you want it, I had to get really clear on exactly what I meant and the exact definition of a referral. And the exact definition of a referral is when you are personally connected by a referral source. So that's the person who's referring you, but you're personally connected by that referral source to a prospect. And that prospect knows they're the prospect. <laughs> in terms of, and I and I know people are like, Oh, that makes perfect sense. I'm like, yeah, but really, let's think about that for a second. Because sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, I, I got this referral to someone. And I'm like, that was an introduction. You don't know based on that introduction, you're two great people who need to meet. So happy connecting, right, is the, the amount of the email communication. I'm like, you don't know who the prospect is. So if we think about why we want referrals, why do we want clients or prospects referred to us? It's because they're typically easier to close, less price sensitive. They already value what we do and they trust us because they trust the person who referred them to us. Well, if we look at that, then it makes sense that that would mean we're personally connected. So the trust is transferred from the referral source to the prospect to you. And the prospect knows they're the prospect. There's been a need identified and they know they have a problem and they're willing to have at least a conversation about solving it, which is why they're then willing to be connected to you. All those pieces have to be there for this to be a truly referred prospect and for what we define as a referral. Even in our own businesses, you describe referrals, that actual introduction where there's a tying of these pieces together, certainly as you describe. And I'm a testimonial for you, although you didn't ask for it, but referrals work. The driver of our business is largely driven from exactly that type of referral that you just described. I hadn't broken it down in that way. Well, thinking of that, we'd all like to have more of these kinds of referrals. So, how do you go about building this? How do you start? asking for these? Do you ask? Is that a good strategy, a bad strategy? How do you recommend someone would proceed? Yeah. So of course, I will never teach you to ask for a referral and I'll never teach you to compensate. I'll never teach you to be gimmicky or promotional. Like the greatest compliment you can give me is a referral plastered along your newsletter and your email signatures and all that stuff. And I won't teach you that you have to network all the time to be known by a ton of people to be able to get referrals. What I do is I look at the basis of, and this is something that I realized is what makes me different, is because of how I looked at referrals happening. Most people looked at referrals like they fit within their either prospecting strategy or their marketing strategy. So if you believe that referrals are a part of prospecting, you apply a prospecting mentality to it. It's usually short-term. 
usually looking for the quick hit, usually looking like to like make do something and make something happen. Just thinking about going to that networking event, right? Making those 40 cold calls, like whatever it is when you're in prospecting mentality and you're doing prospecting activities, you have like a thought process as to what this is. It's like trying to get your attention, you know, and it's usually a quick in and out and it's a short-term mentality. Well, for the person who believes referrals are like that, then that makes perfect sense that the tactics that would be taught would be those type of tactics like, we'll just ask for them. Like that's the fastest way apparently, right? In their mind, it's not true, but to get you to a referral is like, we'll just ask for it or just offer to pay for it. Right. And so, or just network, always be like out there networking and meeting people and making sure you're networking and asking them for referrals. That fits referrals and that prospecting mentality. Or on the other side, it's the marketing side. If you believe referrals fit in marketing, then you apply a marketing mentality. A little bit longer term, right? Kind of thought process of how it'll work. We know marketing takes, you know, it's not a quick hit, supposedly like prospecting is. But if you apply that, that's where you get the tactics with referrals of like being gimmicky or promotional, right? Like putting in your email signature, the greatest compliment you can give me is a referral or mailing out a card every month with a sticker on it that says, oh, by the way, don't keep me a secret, right? Those are those gimmicky promotional things that are more in marketing kind of thought process. And so it really starts with, well, how do you view referrals? And for forever, we've been taught that they either fit in prospecting or they fit in marketing. The truth is you need prospecting, you need marketing, But you also need a third leg to your sales strategy, which is the referral leg. You need that third leg to your stool because everything you do with referrals is different. So I always tell folks like where we start in thinking through referrals is let's first think about our sales strategy and recognize anything we do with referrals will not be like prospecting and will not be like marketing. And so we'll have our referral strategy, right? Or our plan. And what we do there is actually for the people who refer us. So automatically you can see how what we're going to do to generate referrals is different because of who's the receiver of the message. In referrals, it's the referral source. In prospecting and marketing, it's the prospect. So the language is different, right? Everything about it is different. Even the delivery channels with our referral sources, they're people and we need to know who they are. And so the first step I always tell folks, look, if you want to be able to generate referrals, you need to know who's referring you now or who you wish were referring you. And then you have to pay attention to the science behind referrals in terms of how you cultivate more referrals from those people and understanding the science behind it. And it all comes down to relationships. So, and that's the piece that people, like, I think we know it. Like, I think when I say referrals come from relationships, everyone's like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. But what does that mean in terms of the actions that you take? And that's how we start building out our strategies. Speaking of strategies here, you have, as I understand, three foundational strategies that you look at that every business needs to have to build a referral type of business or business through referrals. Would you mind talking through those? I always tell folks when we're attempting to generate more referrals or just referrals in our business, we need a couple of things in place. We need processes that run that are constantly allowing us to make sure that we are nurturing the right opportunities and relationships to generate referrals. On top of the processes that we need, which are those three foundational strategies, which I'll talk about, on top of that, we also need to refine what's working and what's not working. And so there's kind of this two part to this. But even if you never refined and like focused on situational strategies and next level strategies and things like that for referrals, just starting in some cases with one 
or maybe two, for some folks, all three of these foundational strategies can give the referral growth to a company they're they're looking for, depending on what their expectations are. So the three foundational strategies are this, is you have a group of people who refer you now. They're called your existing referral sources. The first strategy just about every one of my clients starts with is this strategy. We call it growth by referrals inside my program, but This strategy is like, hey, you're getting referrals. Let's get more. And the best place and the easiest place to get more referrals from are the people already referring you. So that foundational strategy is let's identify correctly who are our existing referral sources. And then let's make sure we have the right referral plan in place to nurture that relationship so that we can generate more referrals from them. Now, there's more to it. I'm just kind of giving the overview from that perspective of talking about all three, but it's more referrals from the people who already refer you. A lot of times when I'm working with a client and I talk about my goal is to double, triple, or quadruple the number of referrals you're receiving in a year, a lot of times just with that one strategy is how I'm going to double or triple their results. Not always, but a lot of times depending on what they're starting with. That's just getting more referrals from the people who refer you now. The next strategy is the one where it's like, hey, you have people you wish would refer you, but they never referred you. It's like, okay, so what do you do? Because I'm going to tell you, you can't just go up and ask them to refer you. So what do you do? How do you identify the right people who could refer you? And then what do you do to cultivate that relationship to the place and point where they would actually put their reputation on the line and refer to you? It's not going to happen because you met each other once at a Chamber of Commerce event, right? So there's got to be a strategy behind it. This is one that we call referring machines. And that's where we take our clients and our contacts, not all of them, but we look at the ones that we think have the best chance of actually referring us and we identify them. And then we actually take them through a cultivation process to see if they'll get to the point to refer us. Obviously, some will, but of course, some won't. Right. I tell folks when they go through this strategy, the referring machine strategy, I'm like, it's like you're going to kiss a bunch of frogs before you get to the prince and the princesses, but you'll find your prince and your princesses that'll start referring you. That's how we cultivate new people to refer you. And then the third foundational strategy is actually the referable client experience, but it's kind of a two part approach. The first thing is, is making sure you're referable. You'd be surprised, Tom, how many people overlook that. Like the, oh, wait. Do I actually do work that is worthy of referrals? Like everyone assumes they do, but it's we do take a look in that strategy and referable client experience of just making sure you've got the type of client experience that is going to make you referable. And then we teach moments within that client experience where you can be cultivating referrals and what to look for. And so it's that ability of like looking at your client experience and being like, let's make it better or let's just tweak it. Some people, it's already great. They just need to tweak it to make it a little bit more referable. And then looking for the moments where they could start generating referrals from just what they're already doing with their clients. But again, everything we do comes at it for where our goal is to protect the relationship you have with your people, whether your clients, your contacts, or your referral sources, which is why our strategies to some people look backwards, but that's of course why they work because of how we go about cultivating those relationships and what we end up saying, the cadence of what we, how we end up doing things and that we are never directly saying, hey, by the way, you need to give me a referral. We never do that. We come at it from a different perspective and that's why it's successful. One of the things we do, our primary service is helping companies franchise their business. And so someone tuning in might be thinking, okay, well, I understand how this can apply 
to my business and maybe securing more customers or maybe even how this can apply to my franchisees and my franchise network for the direct consumer or end consumer. But what about for finding or recruiting potential franchisees into a network? And how do you see this maybe applying on the franchise recruitment or franchise sales end of business? Yeah, I think it just depends on exactly what you're looking to do. Like I have actually had a number of franchise consultants that have actually gone through my programs and had great success with being able to be referred to other potential buyers of franchises. Because at the end of the day, no matter what exactly it is you're selling, it's still human to human. Right. If somebody is going to want to have a conversation with someone before they decide to make a purchase, then that like type of environment is just right for referrals to happen. That being said, there are some industries where I feel like my strategies are not a good fit and are misaligned just based on the return on investment of what you're going to do and ultimately what you're looking to get out of it. So when you think about what you're ultimately looking to generate referrals from, it really just depends on, okay, who are the players involved? And depending on who the players are that are involved, then we can pay attention to, okay, let's make sure there's a strategy that works in that situation. But everybody that I work with, they're able to take what I teach. And if they need to modify it to exactly what they're looking for, as long as it's H to H, human to human, and in that right environment, it's definitely going to work. Excellent. Well, Stacey, this is a great time in the show where we make a transition, and we ask every guest the same four questions before they go. And the first question we ask is, have you had a miss or two on your journey and something you learned from it? Yeah, so I'm a member of the Business Failure Club. So I would call that a pretty big miss. I don't think you can get any bigger than that one. But yes, learned a lot of things. And actually, one of the main things that I learned, overcoming that business failure, having to go back to corporate America, and then starting another business, which is actually now this business, which I've been doing for 10 years. When I first started this business, I was like, I got to figure out how to touch business development in a way that I can fill that prospecting pipeline and have prospects in the pipeline all the time, because that was something sorely missing with my first business, which is why it barely made it four years before it failed. And so I actually created this whole referral strategy that I've been teaching now for almost a decade just to make my second business successful. And in my first year, I got 112 referrals that I didn't ask for. And my clients were like, okay, teach us that. Thanks for everything else you teach us but as a business coach, but teach us that. And I started teaching this these referral strategies to my clients. And then that became the whole premise of the business that I have today. So definitely a big miss. Definitely a lot of hard lessons, one, particularly the ones that the ego has to learn. And then, of course, was able to, to pull something out of that as well. I love how you took a miss and turned that into a new opportunity for yourself, which leads us to the next question is, have you had a make or two that you'd like to highlight that you haven't had a chance to share yet? When I think about everything that I do and the work that I get to do with my clients and how I get to work with them, I'm going to obviously have different ways of working with people depending on how much access to me they want and, of course, what their budget will allow. But I think what I love most of all is that paying attention from where my first business failed to where I am today and seeing the success that I've had, I think for me, one thing is always paying attention to the shifts of how I offer what it is that I do, right? Like the model of my business and what that shift has looked like and kind of like making those shifts, not only to fit my life and my lifestyle, 
but also what my clients need and not being like, no, this is the way we do business and it has to be done this way. But this has been 10 years. Like it's like a long time. It's not like a terribly long time, but it's it's a long enough time. And I always kind of look back at all the different pivot points that I've kind of had in my business to make sure that how my clients are able to learn what I teach. What I teach hasn't changed, but how my clients can access me has made some pretty big pivot points and shifts in my business that I think has made all the difference in my success. But it was really being like aware of those moments and sometimes seeing them coming and sometimes not seeing them coming, but just making sure that I was meeting the needs of my clients in a way that still worked for me to not only be profitable, but also to have the boundaries and the the life that I'm looking for as well. And let's turn and look at this idea of a multiplier. The name of our show is Multiply Your Success. And so we always ask for a multiplier that you've used to maybe grow yourself personally, professionally, your business, other companies you've led. We'd love to hear what that might be for you. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I have like a couple things that come to mind from that perspective of the multiplier for me. My most recent model that I have my business in for the last couple of years is moving it to a group coaching format, which has definitely allowed me to work with more people while still keeping it small and not doing like all of the the strategy building and the teaching of the strategies live and having those where you go and watch recordings of them, and then bring your questions to the group coaching. That has allowed my business to expand in terms of how deep I can go with folks, but also the number of folks I can work with at any given time. So that one to many kind of shift has been huge. But I would also say, and just in terms of like marketing and awareness and the brand awareness factor for Multiplier for me was probably publishing my book and then starting my podcast. So my book is generating business referrals without asking. It's been out for a couple of years. Still people are buying it. Still people are finding me because they've read it and it continues to do what, you know, all the good that you want it to do. And then about four years ago, we also started my podcast, Roadmap to Referrals. And that has also just kind of allowed me to to put myself on other people's podcasts like this and in other ways too. So I know you asked for one and I'm sorry I gave you three, but those are really the ones that kind of come to mind. The more the merrier. So this is great. I love when we get many. It's wonderful to hear all of the different ways you've been able to apply these different strategies or techniques to help you multiply. So it's great. The final question we ask every guest is, what does success mean to you? I love and hate this question all at the same time, if that's possible. I think it's such a good question, but I think based on where I am in my life stage, it shifts and it changes, which I guess is probably the point of what it looks like. For me, success is being able to do really great work and help my clients be really, really successful. And but at the same time, work as little as possible so that I have plenty of time for my life. I'm the mom to three kids and we have We have kids that are trying to start driving and my husband and I don't have too many more summers with them while they're home under our roof. And so for us, I think for right now, it's like, hey, I want to work and I want to do great work. And success for me is helping people be successful. And I love touting my client success, but I do that specifically so that I can have the whole life that I ultimately want to have. And and sometimes that means I don't roll into the office till 10 a.m. And sometimes that means I roll out of the office at 3 p.m. because somebody's got a high school baseball game that I want to get to. And that, I know balance is a terrible word, right? But that sense of the flow between both parts of my life and feeling fully engaged in both is something I wouldn't trade for the world. 
Thank you for sharing that, Stacey. And just a final kind of closing thought. Is there anything you were maybe hoping to share or get across that you haven't had a chance to yet? No, I mean, I think you did a great job with the questions that you asked. What I want people to completely understand is if you want to generate more referrals in your business, whether you're creating this system to use in your business, right, or one that can be duplicated for every business like yours that ever comes to be, there is still a piece of that with referrals that's going to be based on relationships. But that doesn't mean you as a business owner have to be the owner, of that relationship, right? Anybody within the company and anyone can be taught how to manage and maintain and cultivate those relationships the right way so they keep producing referrals. And I think for your audience in particular, that's probably something they need to hear and and not be like, oh, it's all about me and my relationships. It probably starts there, but that doesn't mean that's where it ends in terms of the growth that they're probably considering. Well, Stacey, what's the best way for someone to get a copy of your book, check out your podcast, or just get involved in maybe learning more about the service you're offering. Yeah, so the podcast is Roadmap to Referrals. It's available wherever people listen to podcasts, their favorite listening app. The book is available wherever books are sold, generating business referrals without asking. And home base is usually the best place for me, stacybrownrandall.com. Stacy does have an E. And that's a great home base where you can find information on how to work with me, but also other resources, free resources to kind of get you started on this journey of generating referrals naturally. Stacey, thank you so much for a fantastic interview. Let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So takeaway number one is when Stacey gave us the definition of a referral, and she said it's not to be confused with what some people think is maybe a reference or a testimonial or even a review. It's not those things. What she defined it as, as she said it, is when you are personally connected by that referral source to a prospect and that prospect knows they are a prospect. Very specific, very clear. Takeaway number two, she says to think of lead generation for your company as a three-legged stool. And she said, you need prospecting, marketing, and referrals. And each of those have their own unique attributes. And takeaway number three is when she provided to us her three foundational strategies to generate referrals without asking. So the first strategy is there are people that refer to you now and reconnecting with them. So start with those people to generate more referrals from them. Number two is what she called the referring machine. And these are the people who you wish would refer to you, but they don't right now. And she gave that analogy of kissing a lot of frogs to find that prince. And number three is to create a referable client experience. And I thought she asked a great question, which is, are you worthy of a referral? Is your business and what you're offering and providing worthy of that actual referral? Are you providing a great client or customer experience that will allow and help those customers you're serving refer other customers and clients to you? thought that was a great question. And now it's time for today's win-win. So today's win-win is when Stacy shared with us about generating more referrals. And she said, if you want to generate more referrals in your business, it comes from relationships. But it doesn't have to come exclusively from you as the business owner. It can come from your team. And I think that this is something that 
so many business owners and business leaders I've worked with, and this is something that I also am guilty of doing, where I have thought that the relationship doesn't come from me, well, then it just doesn't exist. And that's wrong thinking. You have so many great, talented people on your team, as we do on ours, that can be harnessing the relationships that they are building with your current clients and prospective clients and other referral partners. And so that's the episode today, folks. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. And remember, if you or anyone you know might be ready to franchise their business or take their franchise company to the next level, please connect with us at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back next week. 